Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commenter Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Corey. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And welcome back. The crew is all back together for another holiday December special episode. Woohoo! <laughs> we want to thank you guys for listening and tuning into the podcast all year. We hope you enjoyed these special episodes as we round out 2021 and move into 2022. We just got word that student loans were extended in the U.S. of the A. Amen. <laughs> the next step is canceling that shit. Joe, they need to just go ahead and just do that because everything except cancel that shit. <laughs> just oh. keep pushing it, pushing it. Just cancel right? it. Just cancel it. Just throw it in the trash. Nobody needs it. Okay. So um, we hope that you guys will smile while listening to today's episode. Don't forget to wear your sunscreen, wear a mask, and drink your water. Hope. How are we doing, ladies? Are we ready? I know the Christmas season is not really like in the atmosphere because we're in a you know a pandemic you know in the plague um but <laughs> today we're hoping to bring a little bit more cheer to everybody at the table because we're going to be doing our favorite christmas holiday media movies music tv shows and all that good stuff so come sit with us and chat as we reminisce about being in the capitalist santa world that is december yay <laughs> All right, who wants to start off with their list? Um, their number seven. Because I don't have a number seven on my list. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll start my number seven on my like favorite holiday thing. Okay, for wait background for those who let's do this first. Um, do your family celebrate Christmas? My family are Muslims, so we do not celebrate Christmas. We celebrate New Year's. Um, before, when I was a child, we did celebrate Christmas. My grandmother still celebrates Christmas. Um, but I do like the Christmas holiday media. Um, for those of you who put up your trees and then keep them to March, I don't understand you. March. Uh, <laughs> some people keep their trees up to like February. <laughs> Why? What the fuck? Right. So what about you guys? Does your family celebrate Christmas? What is it like at your house? Um, my family's Christmas is pretty chill. It just really depends on the years. Um, mm-hmm. we set up the tree usually about three weeks before um this year we did a month before christmas that we Mm -hmm. set up the christmas tree and then we um open our christmas presents on christmas eve it's christmas eve night um and then it's usually just me my mom my dad and my brother but sometimes like this year we'll go to family and have a little christmas dinner Mm, okay question is there an ethiopian holiday that's equivalent to christmas or uh, you'd have to, honestly off the top of my head i can't say because if mm. we if there is we've never celebrated it okay very very cool what about you Corey? uh yeah it's kind of chill for my family as well like there's a lot of children in my family like i'm like mm. the oldest granddaughter there everybody else is like a child so like every year um like all my cousins and stuff we all gather at my grandmother's house spend the night uh Christmas Eve, everybody opens one present, and then Christmas Day is when everybody opens the rest of their presents. And we just basically play video games all day, eat, like, kind of... Christmas is when we have, like, our party food, so we eat, like, appetizers and stuff like that, Mm. and just watch movies. 
Very cool. What about you, Nia? Um, it's kind of changed over the years. When I was younger, it used to be like me, my mom and dad, and um, maybe my grandma or a grandparent, depending on like my grandfather. I remember he came over one year on my mom's side. Um, then we would all before Christmas go over to my grandma's house, like my cousins, my uncles, aunts, and we would hang out before Christmas. But on Christmas Day, it'd be me, and my parents uh, at home. And then my mom would cook when I was a kid. And but as I've gotten older, we actually we used to watch Rudolph before on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. um, the night on Christmas Eve. And I would open up like a pair of pajamas like to wear. Oh. So that was like a tradition. Um, oh, OK. And as I got older, I kind of just we put up the tree kind of two weeks, three weeks before. Well, two weeks sometimes or a week before Christmas. And then we'll. Um, my mom and I will cook together now. Um, mo- mainly, like, I just help with things that she doesn't want to do anymore. And then I kind of take over for, like, some of the main stuff, mm. depending. And then, um, yeah, it's just a day of eating. And um, I don't really see the family as much because, like, um, just things have changed. My grandma passed away. So it's not, like, the same as it used to be. Um, but it's just me and my mom and my dad now. Okay. Okay. Um, I forgot that every year my grandmother sends all of her kids and her grandkids uh, pajamas. So we got our pajamas earlier. I'm actually wearing my new pajama set. Thank you, Nana. Um, But she sends like two pairs of pajamas and socks every year (laughs) during (laughs) December. So that's kind of like our family tradition. Um, But yeah, so we're going to be talking about our favorite media. We didn't, we decided not to do like 10 each so we have like over five each i think everybody has like seven besides marin so i will start first about my favorite things about the holidays i love christmas music um a little too much i think (laughs) but one of my favorite christmas songs is not really a christmas song but it's my favorite things that was originally sung by julie andrews the sound of music it is i was there was a time in high school where I was obsessed with this song that I rewrote the lyrics to be like evil. And so it had like spiders and blood and stuff like that. I don't know. I was like on a different trip in high school, but I absolutely love this song. I always remember it. And I think I remember it because I want to say it's in an animation movie. Mm -hmm. It's in an animation movie and I don't know what movie it is. It's, Mm, I, it's not planet treasure it's in an animation movie and like the lead character's mom sings the song as a monster is attacking the boat <laughs> what and i don't i don't know i don't know i'll have to search for it but like i like it's bringing back memories that that's where the first time i heard that song and then i heard it in the sound of music i think it's like mm-hmm. like the monster is attacking the boat and she starts singing and the monster stops I don't know. My memory could be playing tricks on me. But right now there's a TikTok trend that was started by the Pentatonics. Um, and people are stitching it. And it's all over my timeline. And I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite. Um, just like, it's like a, such a simple song. And it's so cool. And people put their like own like vocal spins on it. So I love to listen to it. So yes, that is my number seven. Um, Nia, you want to give us your number seven? 
Sure. When we were doing this, I didn't realize it would be in order of least, not least, but like in order chronologically. I kind of just oh. wrote them as <laughs> I thought of them, but I can, oh, yeah. I can do that. I can rearrange that in my head now. So <laughs> what I would put in seventh place is the Santa Claus one and two, the movies. Mm. I, I grew up watching these movies, especially the first one, because mm-hmm. Disney would play it every year. And it's like one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. Um, I like it doesn't get old for me. I'm about to watch it in a couple days, depending on how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this movie. The plot is so cheesy. Dad turns into Santa Claus because Santa dies <laughs> and off of his roof of his house. And he's a divorced dad and his son is coming to stay over at his house. It's very family drama plus Christmas. And I love that. Yeah. So it's fantastic. And the plot is great. Um, I love that it's just so cheesy but also yeah. feel good. So I think if you all haven't seen it, they're both on Disney Plus. Please watch them. They're great movies. Oh, I would no, actually I'm love def- to see a remake of them. I've definitely seen them. Um, they're, those are the ABC family, like, tried and pride and true. Like, they played right. Santa Claus <laughs> every year. They made three of them. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Santa Claus is definitely fun. Okay, Corey, you want to do your number seven? Uh, yeah, I also didn't know that it was like supposed to be in order. Uh, oh. but the one that I put for number seven is Nightmare Before Christmas, which is mm-hmm. kind of accurate a little bit. Um, I still like that movie a lot, especially like This Is Halloween, that song, even though like it's like a Halloween kind of still like yes. a Christmas movie as well. Uh, I used to watch it like literally every single year, but I haven't watched it during COVID at all. It was really weird. Yeah, I used to be really into Tim Burton, and then I found out he was a racist, so, so I just don't what? watch his stuff anymore. No, he, he says, is? yeah, he's quoted to have said that um, black people don't belong in his world of creativity, so that's why none of his characters wow. are black. Oh, like, no. He like can't draw black people in his art style, or whatever like that. Oh, So I used to be cancel. really into him, but <laughs> I'm not anymore. But yeah um so let's go ahead and kick off i didn't mean to be a downer about that i was just <laughs> oh yeah you're good it's always okay yes okay let's go ahead and do number six and start off with marion marion what is your number six um i put um basically k-pop holiday or winter theme songs or album i do not really listen to these albums when they're released but um exo's um winter special album unfair is so cute to me i oh, love yeah. the theme i love the live performance of them in their little um little santa outfits so that's what i have under number six okay and the lyrics okay. are really cute <laughs> all right <laughs> my number six is the rankin bastop motion christmas movies um rankin bastop um was an american production company located in new york and they're known for their seasonal television specials they're usually doing stop motion um they're very recognizable by, by their like doll-like characters and um powdery snow and they use an animation technique called any magic you've probably seen this if you live in the united states <laughs> they used to play these on abc all the time um so my favorites were the year without santa claus which i thought was fun because that's the miser brothers he's mr white christmas he's uh, okay. mr sun yes i love that and then rudolph the red nose reindeer was always fun and then jack frost i remember the story being a little morbid it was like i think he became jack frost because his parents died 
or he was like a baby and he got like swept away by the wind and then was in a tree and then he ended up in Christmas land or something like that. But um, the stories are very, um, there's definitely some problematic imagery, I think, in these movies, but I've always loved them because I think they were just like fun and they were like a staple in um, Christmas. And I know all the songs from A Year Without Christmas, probably by heart if I rewatched it. So that's my number six on holiday specials. Um, who's next? Nia? Me? Okay. Um, what was, so I'm going to rearrange this now. So number six, I probably put, um, like I could put this in another category, but hmm, I'll just say it. So I going to say my six, which is now into music. It's the temptation silent night. Mm, I love this song. I feel like it's a classic everyone it's like the, the quintessential like if you're in a black household and you go over there <laughs> silent night will be playing yes. and then everyone's gonna be like in my mind <laughs> and I, I love this song um i like it's just a great christmas song and i i love black christmas music i'm gonna have another whole section about that later but this is like to me the top tier of it yes silent night is very like i didn't know there was an actual different silent night for the longest time because i had only heard right? the temptations version and i was like oh there's like a there's a non-black version of silent night okay all right okay that's cool <laughs> all right Corey, what's your number six my number six is the animated film called grandma got ran over by a reindeer oh my god it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. literally the they heard the song and they decided to make a movie out of like the lyrics and so basically the movie is about like a family who owns like a Christmas shop and in their town, everybody's super involved in Christmas. But of course there's this super wealthy mega corporation who's there to basically buy up all the small businesses and, you know, make Christmas more capitalist, I guess. The mm-hmm. movie was kind of woke a little bit. Like, <laughs> like, now. But yeah, that one, I remember seeing it for the first time on like Cartoon Network. I think it originally was on the CW though. Mm, yeah. I just remember the song. Cause like, I think I was singing it one day and then my grandmother told me not to. And she's like, <laughs> why would you sing a song about your grandmother and get ran over by a reindeer? And I'm like, that's probably, that's a valid question. It's <laughs> yeah. a valid point. Like, why was that? Why was that the song? Okay. Um, Marin, you want to go to number five? Um, yeah. Okay, so my number five was the t- um Christmas music. Basically, um, mm. I love the the top forty Christmas hits, same songs I've been listening to for the past ten years. <laughs> you walk into every store and it's the same song playing, and I just don't get it. I don't get annoyed by it. I just sing along, and yeah, and I still okay. genuinely like it. What is it like? It's Jingle Bells is definitely on there. Jingle Bells, oh. Mariah Carey's definitely on there. Um, what is it? Uh, what is that song like? Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Outside. It's cold outside. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of them. that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So my number six, number five, is the ABC a family um, Christmas extravaganza holiday in handcuffs. When you, American... <laughs> sorry, when you put this on there, I said somebody else has seen this film besides me. Somebody has oh a childhood God, memory yes. of this film besides me. I stared at that in shock. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> What oh my god this? okay oh so holiday haircuts is an american crime television movie that originally aired on abc in 2007 and i've probably been watching it every year 
until we had no t- more TV. It's a part of the network's 25 Days of Christmas program. The film stars Melissa John Hart and Mario Lopez. So, like, they meet at, like, a gas station or something, and they're driving in the car. <laughs> or Melissa John Hart gets in his car. Does she hold him at gunpoint? Melissa <laughs> kidnaps this man. She... Right, she kidnaps him man because she needs <laughs> a date for Christmas, and she doesn't yes. want to be asked by her family. She literally has <laughs> him handcuffed to the, the, what's that, that old the shit car. handle in the car? Yes. She has him handcuffed to that. And so the whole purpose is that she needed a date, and so they get hand- and then they get handcuffed together, and so they lost the key. They get handcuffed together. And it's this whole thing about Mario Lopez pretending to be her boyfriend, like around her family. Yep. Wow. And in the end, they fall in love. Right? Aren't there like <laughs> criminals chasing them or like thieves or something? I don't remember, but doesn't he propose to her at the end? Like at the end of Christmas here, like yes. Wait, actually, let me look at the plot real quick because I swear to God, their like home get their home gets invaded by people who you are. Might be, you might be confusing that with another um, holiday film with <laughs> Melissa in it because I know exactly oh. what you're talking about. Because yes, there is a gang chasing <laughs> that man. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it says, um, Melissa John Hart is an aspiring pair to worker as a restaurant waitress with the pressure to please her parents. Building, she misses a job and a view, gets dumped by her boyfriend just before Christmas. She has a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Stressed about going home from the holidays without a boyfriend, she kidnaps David Martin, Mario Lopez, a random customer at the restaurant in which she works to introduce him to her parents and her boyfriend, Nick. Trudy's family is vacationing at a very isolated log cabin miles away from anyone else, so David is unable to escape. Although he makes several attempts, he finally decides to play along until the police come, but he ultimately falls in love with Trudy and understands the family pressure that made her feel forced to kidnap him yes, in the first place. <laughs> Your third eye needs to be closed watching this film. You need to be blind to all the red flags. Yeah. You cannot. So... <laughs> During Christmas dinner, the holiday comes to an abrupt end when Trudy's parents begin to fight. Her brother, Jake, announces that he is gay. Her sister, Katie, says that she has quit law school and bought a Pilates studio with her parents' tuition money. The police then arrived and arrest the family during Christmas dinner, revealing that David Martin is not actually Trudy's boyfriend. Before he was kidnapped, David had a successful job and a beautiful rich girlfriend. However, during this time with Trudy and her family, he realizes his life has developed into something he did not intend. After the family is released, um, except Grandma Dolores because she tried resisting arrest when David decides not to press charges, Trudy does not see or hear from David for a few months, but sees his engagement announcement in the newspaper. Um, Trudy is invited to show her art at a local gallery, which her family attends, and she reconciles with them. And is stunned to see that one of her pieces is sold during the show. As she is leaving the show, she is kidnapped and taken to a nearby building. Her kidnapper turns out to be David. What? He tells her he bought his building. He bought this building is making it into an architect art studio. He decided to turn his life around and do something he really loves, owning his own architecture business. His business also includes an art studio, and his first art piece is Trudy's painting which he purchased. David admits his love for Trudy and Trudy admits her feelings towards them as well. They share a kiss in the credits roll. God, it's truly just... I totally forgot about that last half. <laughs> he kidnapped her no. and then proposed... <laughs> what? She kidnapped him! <laughs> I know! It's like... It's such a stupid movie, but... <laughs> yeah. But it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie and it's fun to watch. And if you need like something that just like kill time for a minute and get a good laugh I definitely recommend Holiday in Handcuffs 
Oh. <laughs> okay, Leah, what's your number five? That was intense, y'all. That's... <laughs> you've never wait, you've never seen that movie? Mm-mm. Oh wow. I thought everybody watched all the movies that came on 25 Days of Christmas. Maybe it was that was just me. <laughs> no, I just I like the advertisement, but when they said I just never had the attention span <laughs> to watch all of them. Okay. But it sounds fascinating. It was. Um, it was definitely fascinating. Okay. What's your number five? Okay. Number five is still in the music thing. Um, everything Christmas related that Nat King Cole has ever recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Nat King Cole as a as a singer. Like he's literally to me music. Like his voice is relaxing. It's like a whole warm blanket. So everything that he's done Christmas related, like his covers, like Oh Little Town of Bethlehem, mm-hmm. um, like Oh Come All You Faithful. Like I listen to his renditions. A lot of the traditional stuff. Um, and then, of course, the Christmas song, the only song that just ages <laughs> like fine wine. Oh, my God. Like the lyrics too, like everything about his music. I feel like he deserves top five. He like the Christmas song always charts in like the top 10. Mm-hmm. But I think it's racism keeping him out of the top five. But that's another conversation. Um, like I love the Christmas song and I love Nat King Cole in general. I think he has like one of the best voices in ever like music history. So, yes, listen to Nat King Cole's Christmas music in general. Mm, okay, okay. Okay, Corey, what's your number five? Uh, my number five, actually, let me, because I'm in, it's in the wrong order. Um, I'm going to put my number five as Christmas in Chill by Ariana Grande. She has, like, a Christmas album from 2015. It's, like, a mini album, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically, I mean, oh, I said basically twice. It's all R&B trap songs, like that new R&B uh, Mm -hmm. style it's actually really good like as much as people hate on ariana ariana grande uh rightfully so some of the shit she does is just like (laughs) okay (laughs) but she can sing really well and so there's a Mm -hmm. lot of good songs on this album especially this one song called with it this christmas i think it's like really nice i'm gonna have a good give it a listen i haven't heard about that. right i didn't know she had an old album all right okay okay cool Mm, then let's go to Marin's number four. Okay, I'm gonna put the Hallmark Christmas movies as my number four. Um, I think it's been a while since I've seen them, but if someone would be like, "Let's been let's watch 25 days of Hallmark Christmas films," I would sit down and I would do it. I think they're it's the same energy as the Holiday in Handcuffs, except it's not ABC. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid and fun, <laughs> and I just. You know, it's a fun game. It's like, what cliche little thing are they going to do that's and that's going to lead to them falling in love at the end? And it's like a little game. But yeah, I really like those films during Christmas time. Okay. Yeah, I don't think... I feel like I, I was an elitist and I was like, I don't watch Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies. It's only ABC or nothing. But they're both stupid. So <laughs> no, no, no. There's this one about this, this FBI guy who... Was she a stripper? I don't know. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, but he takes a stripper to his, for some reason, he has to take her to jail, I think, but then he stops at his family's home, so she, they spend Christmas together and he falls in love with her. No, she's a witness to a crime, that's what it is, and she works at a restaurant. And that was one of my favorite, I think it's a Hallmark film, but it's all the most ridiculous storylines you could put together. Yeah. Speaking of ridiculous movies, my number four is Snow Globe. 
a 2007 <laughs> television film um, starring Christina Milan, Josh Cook, and Matt Keeslar. The film was produced for ABC's, you know, 25 Days of Christmas. Let's read the plot together because I don't remember all of it. Okay, so Angela loves Christmas more than anything. That's Christina Milian. However, her family does not share her love for the holiday at all. How rude of them. When she's about to break down because of her family, why? Um, she receives a peculiar snow globe in the mail. Mm, I would have sent it back. Um, when she winds up from the snow globe, when she winds up the snow globe before going to sleep, she is transported into the world inside the snow globe, where Christmas is the heart and soul of the childlike inhabitants. Not that they, not that they are children, but they have like childlike wonderment about Christmas. To make that clear, she discovers she can return to her world by going down a small path in the forest at the edge of the village, and, and can return back into the snow globe whenever she winds it up. After a long set of visits to this dream world, she's secretly followed by a snow globe inhabited this holiday. Um. Angela's friend who introduces herself to her family. Um, this is extremely confusing for Angela's relatives. And since Angela does not want to explain to her folks where Douglas comes from, she takes him on a tour of the city. Douglas is delighted because he has never seen so much and is astonished. However, he cannot understand the rudeness of some people. The next day, Angela asks her neighbor, Eddie, to take care of Douglas during the day as she also has to work on Christmas. Eddie finds Douglas' behavior and naivety a bit strange, but puts up with it for the sake of Angela. But when Angela comes to her apartment, she not only finds half her family in Douglas, but also Douglas' snow globe friend Marie, who has found her way out. Angela tries to tell Douglas and Marie that they need to get back in the globe because that's their home. When Angela come, when Angela shows them the globe and presses the music box, only she is transported inside, and the globe falls to the ground, destroying the wind-up mechanism. Angela immediately tries to get out, but she is trapped. Oh no, she's afraid to stay in the mini-world forever and everything that she had liked about it so far. She suddenly finds annoying. Someone takes pity on Angela as she surprisingly sent a new snow globe. This time her house is in there, and so she can go back to her apartment where Eddie greets her joyfully. Douglas um, and Marie can also return to their world after Eddie carefully inserts the new ball clock into the old snow globe. It's a ridiculous movie, obviously. <laughs> but I like it and it was like one of my other favorites from the 25 Days of Christmas of the ABC. Um, this is so funny because both of the budgets on both movies are $5 million. They're like, no more, no less. <laughs> we're doing $5 million and we're going to run this movie into the ground. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I think it's just like a fun like kind of like oh I have this silly idea so let's make it for a Christmas movie which I think is kind of the joy of of Christmas movies so yes Snow Globe was my favorite number four um Nia what's your number four four let me see I think we're at number four right yeah okay um okay so i think i will put number four just like the black christmas music in general so i made a mini list of all the albums i would like to promote because i think everyone knows like the more mainstream stuff like white christmas like baby it's cold outside like all those like mainstream hits but i think i would like to promote all the black albums that you should listen to because they're all fantastic and they're the ones that dominate my christmas playlist every Mm year um the first album is BB and CC Winans' first Christmas. What an album. 10 out of 10. Just <laughs> singing, singing, singing. And also the production. Oh, they had a budget. They had a budget for this album. Like, I am listening to the production, the choirs and stuff. I'm like, oh, fantastic. 
I love their version of the first Noel. It's an experience. Like it goes through waves. It starts out slow and then the beat drops, but it's not a beat. It's just so dramatic and I love it. Mm. Their version of Jingle Bells is the only version of Jingle Bells I can actually listen to. <laughs> so it they turned it into an R and B bop. So please listen to that. Um, like I said, give it a 10 out of 10. Fantastic album. Okay, now my favorite Christmas album of all time. I know I'm, and this is going to sound very hypocritical because I'm a Mariah Carey stan. I'm a lamb, but this is my favorite Christmas album of all time, period. Boys to Men's Christmas Interpretations. Y'all, I kid you not, every song on the album is a banger. And it's not a banger in like it's all upbeat, but like song after song after song, just good, good music, vocals, every song. Let it snow. Yes. Cold December let night. Let it snow was on my Who'd list. Thought and I thought I erased it, but yes, let it snow. Like, let it snow. like, like. Oh my god! And then who would have thought I'd fall in love on Christmas Day? <laughs> like, share love. I'm giving you. I'm giving you songs. These are iconic <laughs> songs. They sing their faces off. Like, please, what, once you finish this podcast, like, it takes two seconds to add this to your Spotify playlist. Every song on this album is fantastic i give it 11 out of 10 mm. thank you boys to men and thank you to the producers who worked on this you did what you needed to do um the next one is take six i don't know if y'all know who they are they are an acapella gospel group from the 90s mm. um they like they literally just like a six members of like they do only mostly acapella stuff so like they are the bass they are the whatever you kind of call it like a full vocal group mm -hmm. in their christmas album from the 90s called he is christmas is a great album like three songs I'm not a fan of, but the rest are great. I would recommend listening to their version of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. It's fantastic. Um, yes, great album. I give it like a nine out of ten. Okay. Oh, no, I was just going to say <laughs> that oh, <laughs> um, because of yeah. TikTok, I can't listen to God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen without like the trap beat coming into it. <laughs> really? See, I don't know what TikTok has done to these songs, but this is a very like R&B, like slow version of it where you don't think that this song could sound you like they take it gospel at the end. I'm like, how can you make this? It's a very hymn. You take it there. It's great. It's an experience. Mm, OK, I definitely um, listen to that. And also, if you just like vocals, I say listen to them in general because they're going to give you acapella for everything and they can all sing amazingly. Um, next. Um, Alexander O'Neill, he's also an, an R&B artist from the 80s. I don't know if y'all know who he is. Um, he had some hits in the 80s, but his Christmas album, wow, 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 it's great. Listen, Side B is not my favorite. It's a two-side back in the day, like cassettes would have like Side A and Side B. Side B, hmm, but Side A? Like the stuff where he's not, his original, what's wild is his covers are not that great, but the original songs are great. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. My Gift to You is fantastic. Um, also, Our First Christmas is great as well on the album. I give it like eight out of, a 7.5, 8 out of 10. And then, of course, Donny Hathaway, This Christmas, everyone knows that song. Um, great song. Everyone knows. Classic. Nothing else to say. Fantastic. So please listen to those songs. Support uh, Black Christmas music so we can continue to get more. Yeah. I would love for more Black artists. Jasmine Sullivan should release a Christmas album. Why is she not? I don't know. Like, <laughs> she, like right now, if, especially since she's like having her, her wave, which I think she deserves, like imagine a Jasmine Sullivan Christmas album full of like, like the riffs and the runs. Oh, it would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, she needs to give us that. That or um, uh, what's her face? Off of Glee. 
Um, God, why can't? Oh, yes, Amber, Riley? Amber Riley. Oh yes. Either one yes. of y'all. Are y'all gonna do a collab? Like, just get a bunch of black people. Oh, a and Give us like a big Christmas album. I would love it. I would love a Megan the Stallion verse. You could throw a little Doja in there. Right. Like, we could really just take this to the the max. Somebody with money do that. Beyonce, you got money. Somebody do that. Like, <laughs> right? Somebody get on that. Yes. Okay, Corey, what's your number four? Um, my number four is the two. Well, I have two that I put at number four. So mm-hmm. it's the song Santa Claus is Coming to Town by the Jackson 5 and then Slash yes. I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I love yes. both of these songs so <laughs> they're much. They're so... They're yeah. just like... Okay, oh, yo, go ahead. No, so those are like staples in like the black community. Like I feel like every mm-hmm. every African American knows this song, those two yes. songs. Like not, not even like you may not know it by heart, but you know like the melody at least or like heard it before. Yes, I used to. I love. Um, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Like it's not a black Christmas if you don't have the Jackson Five playing. If you don't have Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto. Like if you don't have that playing. Oh, that's a that's a throwback. <laughs> like. There's like staples to that. When I saw that, because that was on my list too. When I was like trying to get to ten, but I was just like, uh, I love it, but like it's it's a great song. Yeah, the Jackson Five have great music. So like to have Christmas songs from them during that era is very like special. I think. Okay. Yeah. Marin, um, what is your number three? Um, my number three would be. The Home Alone films, specifically, I mean, not specific, only one and two. I don't acknowledge anything else after that. Um, <laughs> they're really nostalgic <laughs> films, you know. They play on like what ABC Family all the time during the Christmas mm-hmm. holidays. They're always on a streaming service, and it's just you know a cute little film where you watch this woman perform child child neglect. But you know, we just watch over <laughs> that because he's beating not the once guys. but twice. If they were black, defects would have been called. Twice. I watched it the other day. I literally watched the, by the other day. I mean, yesterday I watched the first film and you know how she gets to like uh, France and she's like, oh, I'm going to call them. How, how is, I don't understand how she went on the little, what's it called? The little phone that's on the wall. In France, <laughs> press nine one one, and it immediately went to the police station in her town. <laughs> I, I what? had a moment where like, it took me out of the film for a second. I was like, damn. Why do, how did she call the police station in her town from France? Not even on her phone. Yeah. Uh, right? That's, yeah, that, yeah. that early 2000s movie magic. Because yeah, we're all 10. They were like, no, it is Oh, no, actually, this is 80s. Oh, the 80s. Like, that oh, yeah. was like 89. Because it's technically an 80s. I know people will say, like, it's filmed in 90. Well, it was made in the 80s, so it's an 80s mm-hmm. movie. Like... If something's right on the cusp, it's it's from the decade it was before. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah. it's my turn. We're on number three, right, or four? Three. We're on three. three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I my number three is "Baby, It's Cold Outside." The original song was in um, Neptune's Daughter, which I never I never really looked up the originals because we were making this list. I looked at them, and it's like a 1949 romantic musical comedy. Um, a swimsuit fashion designer is determined to protect her scatterbrained sister from the south, um, from a South American heartbreaker. But it's a mistake of like identity, and it's like a really interesting. Um, really weird movie i watched a clip of it but i prefer the glee rendition 
sung by Blaine and Kurt. And that's when I first heard it. And I was like, oh, the song is very good. It's very sexy. And I just love, I like, I, I love, the, I don't even like, like musicals like that, but I love the lyrics are kind of flirty. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, it was so funny because I was looking at comments. People were like, oh my God, why is he trying to force her to stay? I was like, y'all didn't get the point. <laughs> y'all didn't get the point of the song. She's making up excuses to like tell her, you know, family, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't you know, come home because it was cold outside. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely love it. And when you watch two singers who really know how to, like, sing and act up the lines, it, like, makes the song 110, 110 times better. Um, but, yes, Baby is Cold Outside is one of my favorite Christmas songs, and it deserves number three on my list. But, yeah, go watch the Glee um, nice. clip on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Yes. Um. Okay. Mia, what's your number three? Number three, let me see. Actually, I would piggyback on the Home Alone movies because that was on my, I think that was up there mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, n- number one and number two are fantastic. Um, I love how two, they were like, you know what? We're not going to have him be home anymore. Let's go to New York <laughs> <laughs> so he can be alone at a hotel. Of course, it had to be Trump Towers. Oh, anyway. Or was it Trump Tower or was that just Trump in the movie? I have no idea. Like, I don't remember. I know he's there, though. I haven't seen right. What two. was number three? Right. I don't remember what three was. I think that was when they changed in three when they changed the cast like they got a new kid i see i didn't watch three and apparently there's a fourth there's a fourth like, one disney's making yeah. a fifth? isn't disney making a fifth that just came I, out i saw somebody you talk about home alone right yes i just yeah. saw somebody react to i think the fourth or fifth one but i'm pretty sure the third one is a little girl and then the fourth one is a no different- the, i'm looking at the poster and it's a boy isn't it the dennis okay. the menace kid i don't know because I know there's one with a little girl. Is that and... four? Let me look at that. Hmm. Um, I don't know. They all look like boys. I mean, I guess... Oh, it's Home, Home Alone. Alone. The nope. Holiday Heist. Looks like a... That looks like... Oh, maybe it is a boy. I'm sorry. I thought it was a little I'm girl. I'm not sure. Let me look at this. I'm just realizing that they've made a lot of... Home they were really trying and... to bank off of this. Y'all need to stop. <laughs> Right? Okay, I remember like, Home Alone. I remember Home Alone: The Holiday Heist. I remember that one. I do yeah. not remember three and four though, because <laughs> like these movies all came out. I feel like then there was like Dennis the Menace. That one, I used to love that film. And then mm. there was the other one where he raises the rat as a family member. What is that one? Oh, Stuart Little. Yes. Yeah. I feel like classic. These all came out around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But for Home Alone, um, I, I feel not... like the Home Alone cinematic universe, <laughs> one and two are the best. Um, yeah, two, I actually think is like when they were like, okay, the first one made movie, let's make a budget. I think that's like the most yeah. magical New York movie, if that makes sense. Like it just makes New York look so nice at Christmas time. Um, love that movie. Macaulay Culkin, great actor. He's married to Brenda Song now. That's I wild. Know, right? Like, I, worlds collide. <laughs> okay number three Corey, your turn my number three is the grinch this is the, I, I i originally listed it as the christmas and chill album but i just like switched it over mm-hmm. so i'm talking about not the animated grinch the live action one with jim carrey i think it's the 
the full title is like um how the grinch stole christmas mm-hmm. i've probably seen this movie at least a hundred times because we had the vhs and i remember like playing it repeatedly until like you couldn't use the vhs tape anymore as you right. should <laughs> <laughs> wrong about that <laughs> but yeah the grinch stole christmas is definitely a christmas staple um jim carrey was is, is a one-of-a-kind actor like nobody else acts like him and nobody yeah. else would have been able to do the grinch i hope they don't ever do a remake hollywood don't do it please don't <laughs> nobody is going to be able to do the grinch <laughs> like no, they'll, ca- they'll do a remake and cast chris pratt or something oh my no. god no, oh my chris god pratt. or um the guy who played joker that's their only other option that they would go for oh hawking phoenix yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, the Grinch of Christmas is great. I always, um, whenever I see the people who look like who's in real life, it's so weird. <laughs> like, have oh, you seen yeah. people that actually have like the bone structure of like the people from Whoville? You're like, that wasn't made up bone structure. You actually <laughs> look like a it's like who? The. the, the in the Grinch of Christmas, the one that plays the mayor's wife. Um, mm-hmm. when they were trying to make the little, what is it called? Like the, to make their faces look the way that they were supposed to look. Yeah. They, on her face, they didn't have to go as extreme as the others because she kind of had like the bone structure that matched. And I was mm. like, I don't know if she felt some type of way about that <laughs> or. <laughs> yeah. But that's like really interesting because isn't the Grinch originally a Dr. Seuss? Isn't that, am mm-hmm. I making that up? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's originally Dr. Seuss. And so they changed it into like, they wanted to keep like the Dr. Seuss like drawings and proportions, which I think is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Looking but, at like, that woman's uh, photo who played the wife, she she really does have the bone structure already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie came out of 2000. 2000. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wow. Insane. Also, That's fun insane. fact as a lamb, I have to say this there's a song on the soundtrack called Where Are You Christmas? sung by mm-hmm. faith hill yeah i know that one and then so that's originally mariah wrote that song and she was going to sing it but her ex-husband tommy matola kind of said don't take it blah 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 so she's a co-writer on that song yeah, okay okay very very cool now we're down to number two mary what's your number two um my number two is the movie almost christmas it came out in like 2018 and mm-hmm. it's just it's basically the storyline is Walter Meyer, played by Danny Glover, is a retired mechanic who lost the love of his life one year earlier. Now that the holiday season is here, he invites the he invites his daughters, Rachel, played by Gabriel Gabrielle Union, and Cheryl, played by Kimberly Elise, and sons Christian, Roman Romani Malco, and Evan, Jesse T. Usher to his house for a traditional celebration. Poor Walter soon real, realizes that if his bickering children and the rest of his family can spend um, can spend five days together under the same roof it will truly be a Christmas miracle it's just like a an all black cast Christmas movie except for the I think the one white guy mm-hmm. um, that's a little messy and really funny and I just really like it for some reason that's uh, that's every black Christmas movie it's like we're gonna go over to your dad's house we're gonna go over to grandma's house oh, yeah. we're gonna spend we're gonna you know yeah, but I think I have I seen this one. I can't remember if I've seen this one before, but yeah, it seems like a typical Christmas movie. Is there a particular reason you like this one over others? Um, I 
don't, it's just really funny to me. Like it's, mm. I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. The entire film, <laughs> like, yeah, there's, and it's like heartwarming because it's like he lost his wife and he has this whole thing about how he keeps trying to make her, I think pumpkin pie and he can't make it. And he, and I think he, I think he finds her recipe, or somebody does, and they finally learn how to make her pumpkin pie, and he gets like really happy about it. It's just cute. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, number two. Okay, I'm about to be very dramatic, <laughs> but bear with me. My favorite. You know what? You know what? I'm lucky for the switch my one and two. Okay, I'll be dramatic for number one. Number two, B2B's Christmas album, fire. Every single song on that album is fire. But particularly, they have one song that's called One Sip. And it's my favorite B2B song ever. It's just like the perfect combination of rapping and singing. The rapping doesn't fell out of place. The lyrics are amazing. Um, the whole like meaning of the song is just like being like not being over. It's a breakup song. B to B is a ballad group. They like to call themselves a dance group. They're a ballad group at this point, but you know, I love y'all. Um, but it's a Winter's Tale is the album. It's from 2014. They um, this was so crazy because in 2014, I was me and I feel like uh, the OG melodies. We were so afraid that Cube was just going to give up on B2B. Like, they were singing backup for A-Pink at the end of music. um, At the end of, like, the music award shows. They were singing backup for A-Pink. That's the only way they were getting on the actual programs. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it broke my heart because Winter's Tale was so good. And it was, like, very fun. And the group had fun making the song. But then... Like, a year or two later, they popped off, and I'm so happy that I don't have to worry about Cube letting them go, because now Cube is the one making the money, and I can just rest <laughs> assured while they continue to release music. Sungjae just got back from the army, which means I might get B2B music next year, and I'm not, I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Um, but yes, if you want to listen to great music, B2B One Sip is definitely where I tell you to go. I cannot wait until we do a B2B music episode because I'm going to convert Nia into a B2B fan. Like, <laughs> like, like I 100% believe you're going to absolutely adore them. Um, so that's my goal. Like, if I can get Corey and Mirren too, that's fine. But my goal is Nia because then... <laughs> <laughs> that is my goal but one sip is one of my favorite songs and i don't think we actually have i can't remember if they actually ever did this like live and i'm upset about that and i need them to do it like live so i can get a really good listen to it but it's like yeah it's definitely my favorite b2b song and i absolutely love it and go listen to it and support my boys thank you <laughs> okay nia what's your number two number two I guess speaking on the K-pop route, <laughs> just happened to work this way. So number two, um, so EXO has had many Christmas albums. They have four, plus a hidden single, December 2014, which is iconic, deserved to be on an album, but that's another conversation. But my mm-hmm. favorite EXO album is the Four Life album for winter albums. This album, the fandom sleeps on. XOLs won't acknowledge the brilliance of Four Life. She is the blueprint. She is She perfected the Christmas formula. And I love this album. I think that right now it's, it's popular to love Universe, which is the album that came after this, the winter album. When Universe is a winter album, it's a fall album. It's not a Christmas album. It's not. That is me, true. That's very true. Right? It's not giving me gingerbread. It's not giving me sleigh bells. But I love the album. Listen, I put on Good Night all the time. I love that album. 
but it's not giving me opening Christmas presents on Christmas day. And so for me, for life has what I want for Christmas. When I heard that, I said, oh, they, this, they wrote this song for me. They have this song for me. They are singing. Kyungsoo is singing. <laughs> and then Winter Heat slaps. And 24 haters can exit because 24 is a bop. And Thank you. Finally, so right? we, have to, we have to say it because people are just so, they're haters. They hate. They don't like fun. Like, Jungin is giving on 24. Everything on this album is fantastic. Um, and Falling for You is a great out song on this song on this album too. So thank you. And the English version of For Life that Kyungsoo sang at the folks' wedding and at the concert. Yes, yes. I <laughs> 10 out of 10. Like to me, okay, if you have to give a second EXO Best winter album, it's it's on this uh it is Sing For You because it has unfair on the snow, like girlfriend. Great, great songs, but it's not for life. For life has what I want for Christmas. For life has what I want for Christmas. That's the takeaway. <laughs> Listen to what I want for Christmas. Okay. Yes. Um, Corey, what is your number two? My number two is Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Uh, I think it's from the Nutcracker. Also, a song I can't listen without like the trap version of these. The really? trap version of Christmas songs really There's top. Trap off. version of Sugar <laughs> There's real. definitely a song that has like a bass beat in it. It's like yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard it before. I think they use it like in old Navy commercials too. And yes, yes. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, but yeah, I just like really have always really really liked that song. Like, a mm-hmm. lot. Like, every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, this is so nice. It's like, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. It's just a good song. Everybody <laughs> knows the song. There's nothing else to say like, about it. <laughs> like, um, have you watched The Nutcracker? In, like, yeah, I've seen it, like, once. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think we saw it in, like, high school for, like, a field trip or something. But, yeah, The Nutcracker is always interesting. Um, I actually, <laughs> did you watch Kitty JD's review last Saturday on Nutcracker 3D? I sure I did. have not seen that yet. Not oh, even. my Please God. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Kitty, we love you. Um, But, like, the I never really understood what the Nutcracker story was about. So, listening to this rendition of it, I was like, has this story always been this weird? And so, I looked at the original, and I was just like, it has always been this weird. It's like <laughs> rats versus dolls. And I'm like... Who thought of this? <laughs> Old white man. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Now we're down to number one. Marion, you want to give us your number one? Uh, yes. My number one is the one and only best Christmas movie of all time. The How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. It is so funny. I think his little... I think his acting is amazing in the film. Um, and it's really something I didn't realize was great until I was like 20. And then I mm-hmm. watched the film again. And I was like, this is phenomenal. This is a great Christmas film. Um, I would like to say a big F you for all the streaming services that took it off because that's insulting mm. in my opinion. <laughs> I don't, how are you going to put everything else and then take one of the best Christmas movies off? of the streaming services. Thank you, Nia, for having the version that has FX <laughs> on Hulu so I can keep watching it. But um, I also think Attached with How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I think they're my favorite dress-up on the Christmas time. Like, the people who mm-hmm. act as a Grinch are so funny to me. And yeah, that's my number one. 
Okay. So, my number one, I'm going to be, again, dramatic as fuck. I, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite Christmas song. Because it's dramatic for no fucking reasons. Carol of the Bells. Oh you know, my God. Hark you the bells, sweet silver bells. Oh, how they ring, sweet Carol. It is the most dramatic Christmas yeah. song. Have no you reason. heard, I think it's called the, the, the Siberian Orchestra or something like that. Play it. I've probably seen it. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my it's God. Just like, song is so ep- it's like epic. It's just epic. It's, it really is. And I think mm. the reason I love it so much because I think I've always pictured an action scene with this in the background. How amazing would that be? Just like a, a, a complete action scene. And like this song, this song is composed by a Ukrainian composer. I do not know how to say his name. Mikola Lunchosh in 1914. That's how old this song is. Um, the song is based off a Ukrainian folk chant, and his lyrics are um, um, the lyrics are by Peter J. W. But his lyrics are actually under copyright protection. Um, but the music is public domain, and I fucking I just love how like the song just gets dramatic, and like the more you listen to it, <laughs> it gets more and more dramatic. Like there's no reason it should be this dramatic, and there's a TikTok trend. Or like a TikTok stitch of people like singing the different parts in like soprano and alto and bass, and I'm like, oh, no, not to me. You can find it again. Oh my god, yes, I will, I will, I will. Cause it's just like I was just singing. I was just like, I like, I don't even realize how much I love this song. I started making this list. I was like, this is the best Christmas thing ever. <laughs> Period. So I was actually looking on different renditions. So I don't like the renditions usually sung by like boys choirs. They don't have enough drama in their voice for me. They're like all kind of singing in like soprano and like high alto. Not my music child coming out of me, but like I love to listen to renditions that like have all the different um, ranges and you could just hear the dramatic voices in it. So um, Pentatonix rendition is really good. Carol of the Bells by Isaac Cates. Um, it's he's a black composer and all of the singers are black and somehow they added some gospel on top of the dramaticness that is already care of the bells and it's on youtube and it's fantastic and i was just like oh this song just gives me such like you know those songs that give you just like just a good like a little bit of euphoria every time you hear it and mm-hmm. it never get, you never get tired of it yeah that is what i feel about carol of the bells it's the best christmas song ever and i would literally go to an orchestra just to hear them perform carol of the bells like i don't like classical music like that but carol of the bells is amazing it deserves it deserves longevity <laughs> all right nia what is your number one holiday favorite of all time so very on brand i'm a lamb mm-hmm. mariah carey stand so i have to put the queen as number one because <laughs> she reinvented christmas we didn't know what christmas was before <laughs> merry christmas in 1994 um all of your faves want what she has i hate to say it everybody calls her a christmas fad i'm like she's sitting on generational wealth like she doesn't have to do anything for the rest of all eternity and her kids 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 can eat forever i just like the iconicness of it all like people always talk about Mariah as a singer but we don't talk about her as a songwriter and how she wrote all I want for Christmas is you in 15 minutes 
And it's like people think that, oh, it was just easy to make a Christmas classic. I'm like, easy? Do you know how many flop (laughs) Christmas songs there are? Like Like, she makes it look easy because they think, oh, well, she just sings. She just sings. It's like, no, she writes her own songs. And she wrote this particular one like back in 1994. And on top of it, on top of it, like she had a really traumatic childhood. And so anybody out there, read her book. It's fantastic. I'm just promoing everything. <laughs> but um, read her book. She explains how when she was a child, her siblings would always ruin Christmas. And it was a very traumatic, dysfunctional upbringing. And so she's used this song as a way to like say, well, what do I want to listen to for Christmas? What do I want? It comes from a genuine place. It's not like she's just like, yeah, now she's milking it because she deserves to milk it. <laughs> like she's done great music and also shout out to Merry Christmas to You the album that came out in 2010 it's her second christmas album i actually like that one better than merry christmas i think like yes it's a merry christmas is a classic but merry christmas to you has like great songs and i think they're just better produced and just and has when christmas comes on it so i think we all know she's the queen of christmas but i think she deserves it so yes queen <laughs> that's really cool because like i feel like a lot of singers in america it's like either songwriting or lyrics and it's hard to do both and yeah mariah's gonna this song is gonna feed her family for generations generations (laughs) and let's talk about wealth long term she i feel like predicting this is just me putting out into the universe in a hundred years we might not even having santa on as the figurehead of christmas she might be the one (laughs) placing santa (laughs) on our plates and on our it might be the mariah carey holiday come through (laughs) all right Corey, what's your number one christmas holiday um, going back to my XLL roots, my number one Christmas song is The Star by XO. It's from their album Miracles in December all the way back in 2013. I think this is probably one of their most underrated songs. It's like a really upbeat, jazzy, groovy type Christmas song with like a little bit of hip hop mm-hmm. in it. Uh, there are, you know, some people in the song who I wish weren't there, but the song is Facts. still fairly good. I like, ah. I love listening to it no matter what time of year, but yeah, that's my number one for Christmas. Uh, okay. It is a bop. Yeah, so that really like, just cool. check it out. It's called The Star once again, just stream it on all platforms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So that was our holiday special. We hope that during this uh, very, very ghetto-ass time that it gives you a little bit of holiday joy. (laughs) Um, We hope you have safe holiday plans. Um, Don't forget, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Be safe, be happy, be healthy as we bring in the new year. Um, So, And a, a, a great way to gift us a holiday cheer is for you to review and rate our uh, podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to come talk to us on Twitter at Competent, TikTok at Competent Podcast. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye.